You're listening to the Short Shift Podcast, proud member of the Black and Gold Podcast Network. You can support the show by leaving a comment and five-star rating on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Player FM, Google Podcasts, or any of your favorite podcast platforms. Cynically acclaimed, incredibly online. And now your hosts, Thomas Nystrom, Andrew Johnson, and Ian Bonner. Enjoy the show. Hi, folks. New episode, episode 34. I got Andrew Johnson, Ian Bonner. My name's Thomas Nystrom. Just reintroduce ourselves a little bit. We're getting a lot of new listeners, and uh, I expect that to continue just with the fact that we are just a fucking month away from NHL Bruins hockey. Less. Uh, the preseason starts on the 26th. Stop, Ian. I'm going to make another excited noise. Yeah, so, oh my God. Anyway, are you That's trying to open noise. it next to the mic? Are you trying to open your beer as close as That's my excited noise. Far sexier than mine, Thomas. <laughs> they're, they're just really hard to clean. Like, I don't It's not worth it. <laughs> Thomas, please get this thing on the right track immediately. Please help. Please. Uh, I'm a little oh bit, <laughs> I'm a little bit nervous to even bring this up just because it's something that we don't really want to all the time. But the news of the day was... Bergeron seemingly doesn't want to talk about uh, an extension right now. He seems like he's going to be content going year to year. Personally, if he never said the things that he did today, and I knew in my heart that he was just going to go to year year to year, I would be completely fine with it. Just hearing it out of his own mouth kind of was a kind of a bummer start to the day. What do you guys think about Bergeron going year to year? I think that. Thomas, like you said, it was kind of unspoken. So I guess I'm not too broken up over it because I was kind of expecting it. I think people are taking it way too, way too hard, though. They're they're bringing up the first Chara, then Krejci, now Bergeron. How can I take this? But I think we all knew that this was going to be the plan. Um, we actually said on the last, last podcast that we talked about this, which I think was a couple of uh, podcasts ago, but... We talked about what Bergeron's next deal looks like. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you guys mentioned that you would like to see a two-year deal. Mm-hmm. But regardless, like we kind of talked about how year-to-year works best for him. And it works best for us. Yeah. Because if he falls off a cliff this year, oh my God, please don't let that happen. But if he falls off a cliff, then both sides can be like, okay. Like he doesn't care about the money. It's so clear mm-hmm. he doesn't. So year-to-year... He's I think, royalty like in guys, Boston. He's royalty yeah. in Boston. Oh, yeah. There's no, there's money is no object for that man. Like we said, though, it's it's, it's, it's a another very but, normal but it's, thing. Yeah, it's another thing for Bruins fans to panic about. Mm-hmm. As all it really truly breaks down as is this is just another thing that people can latch onto and be doom and gloom and doomsday scenario about, but. I think we knew this was going to happen. We wouldn't yeah. be Bruins fans if we weren't just a little sad. 
all the time. That is true. All well, well, well I will say Patrice did say another thing that made us very sad. Shut the he fuck up. Truly. I don't even want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're going to slam that door right there. Yeah, it's done. Everybody, everybody who's listening to this podcast knows exactly the thing that I'm, that I was about to say. I don't even need to say it. He's not, he's not. Yep. Anyway, next topic. <laughs> I do think I do think Bergeron being year to year is really not a bad thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Specifically, because I really believe that he's the type of guy that if he knows he's done, he's going to be done. I don't think it's going to be a situation where he kind of just hangs on and and all that stuff. And also, if he's put in a similar position that Chara was a year ago, I don't think he's going to go the Chara route and go somewhere else because I think he saw how that turned out. And I feel like he's going to be content starting and ending his career in that uniform. Cause you have to remember Char didn't. I, I like how, I like how you said how he saw how that turned out. Uh, yeah. You mean put the dagger through the yeah. chest of that, that man's was career? His hand. <laughs> we watched, Bergeron was huge in that series. Yeah, we really watched was. that man bleed out on the ice and then watched his hockey life flash before his eyes. Chara yeah. does remain unsigned, and I do believe he will play this year. I think a team will give him a will give him a shot. Okay. I just don't think it's the warm, That's a medium warm take. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think that's crazy. I think a lot of teams out there would just love to have the guy in the room and a lot of teams that aren't going to compete. Hmm. I think that's the trick though. I don't think he's going to go to a team that's not going to compete. Good point. That's a good point. So a lot of the teams that are interested in him or could potentially be interested probably aren't even saying anything to him because the Blues were interested and he just yeah. the Blues are interested and he went <laughs> no. Well, I mean he's he's been pretty clear about the idea that he wants to just kind of stay out on this coast for his family. He doesn't right. want to uproot them. Like going to fucking Missouri right now is why? Like, why right. are you doing that? He'd be so good for a team like Detroit. Yeah. But I don't They're think gonna be he terrible. wants to go that far. No, I know he doesn't, but like, he'd be so good for the young guys coming up. You're just trying to, to build instance. a culture. Yeah. Like he'd be such a good ad. It just doesn't work out probably because again, he wants to compete for a cup. He wants to stay yeah. on the East coast, but yeah. That's, I hope he just finishes it this year. I think he'll play again. Yeah. There's one team and one team only that I can feel like you'd be a fit for, and you guys, neither of you probably want to hear me say it. Toronto? No. New Habs? York Islanders. Oh. Yeah. Oh, he does fit mm. their style really well. Mm. Yeah. Gross. Because he's, he's slow. <laughs> yeah, gross. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that team beat us in six and kind yeah. of handily, too, in the yeah. last couple of games. Yeah. Uh, I had predicted a five-game Four one Bruins victory. I just want to remind everyone of that. <laughs> Why would you do that? Because, like, God, on paper we should have smoked it, and then Carlo yeah. went down, and then Barzal went nuts, and yeah, <sighs> not a fun series. That's why we're moving on to next year. So, <laughs> anyway, so speaking of uh, unsigned, signed, etc., it seems like the Bruins are done, and. I think that was the general consensus of this podcast a few weeks ago, that things pretty much were what they were. Uh, we've heard a little bit about uh, Coyle saying that he's been playing basically on a bum leg for three years and he's feeling better. So, boys, how are we feeling about walking into the season as is? Uh, so, my thoughts are well documented at this point where top five team, 
bottom 12 team potentially right like we could be anywhere you have such a I, wide swath that it's almost impossible for you to be wrong <laughs> i love doing that too talk about cheap journalism so <laughs> I, to address to address the coil thing really quickly and and sort of well no just the coil thing mm. playing on a bum leg for three years you got to remember that these seasons have come really quick yes there was a full break between the playoff run and uh, the, the Stanley Cup run that we, you know, maybe didn't end the way we wanted it to. And then the next season, there was a full off season for that. A shortened one for the Bruins. So if he was already having that nagging injury in 2019 and it's in his head, he's kind of like, okay, well, we're not really sure. It hasn't gotten too bad yet. Goes in the next season, disappointing. It gets cut short by COVID. Goes into bubble hockey, still disappointing. The next season comes right after that. He doesn't want to get the surgery and be out for five months or whatever and miss a huge chunk of the season. He keeps getting these situations where he doesn't want to be out too long because the compressed schedule. And finally, we had a somewhat, it was still shorter, but a somewhat normal offseason that allowed him to take the time he needed. Yeah. And I think the team also probably was like, hey, there's a chance you're 2C next year. Maybe we get you to as close to 100% as possible. Let's at least do a DNC in that knee of yours before right. we go anything. <laughs> so I just think that there's going to be people who crucify him for, well, why'd you wait so long? Why did we have two years of shitty coil? I'm like, he probably didn't really have a choice because he tried to just, I don't like this term, but he tried to just man up and get through it, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, all the uncertainty, he just, he didn't, he, I know, I don't even know if think if it's like a man up thing. It's just all this uncertainty. He just didn't really, yeah. Like you said, he didn't really have a choice. I don't know if it was a matter of manning up though, you know, just. Right. He seems like a guy who just wants to play. He's a competitor sure. and he didn't want to miss out on the, let's face it. This team is a playoff team and has been the last couple of years, obviously. Um, Honestly, they're probably were the two years we missed the playoffs too. Yeah. And, but think about it. It's like if the dude's a warrior and he's going to push through it, but also just a competitor, he wants to be part of these, these runs. You know what I mean? Like you don't want to sit down. You can play through whatever. And, and that's kind of a badge of honor for hockey guys. Like, sure. That'll never go away. That gladiatorial way of thinking. That's never going to go. I mean, it's like in the season 56 games, Nick Ritchie, 56 games. (laughs) Yeah. Only player. like at the end of at the end of every season, it's like you always wait for that like last injury report to come out, and it's just like yeah. Bergeron played with half a skull, and blah, blah, blah. it's like it's always the craziest shit. Where it's Bergeron just like, oh my god, along. oh yeah. he he donated both his kidneys before the first game of the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah. <laughs> but that's I think that's just hockey culture in general. So I can't blame him. But I, th- I think you have a valid point. This is the longest off season he's had as a Bruin. Yeah, in general. So if this is his first healthy season in three years, he had 37 points in 70 games playing on the line with Carson Kuhlman and Anders Bjork mm-hmm. amongst on others, a, but yeah. on a, on a bum leg. Yep. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> well, and to answer your question, I'm comfortable as much as I could be going into this season. Mm-hmm. I am. I, I, I knowing what I knew before the off season started, I don't think this off season was a disaster. I am willing to have a positive attitude and not overreact at game one. I will overreact at game one, but I'm willing to pretend right now that I won't. <laughs> so, Andrew, Very the bold. floor is yours. <laughs> <laughs> I will overreact. I will overreact to everything. But at the end of the day, I'm, feel- I'm feeling okay. I'm feeling okay about the team that we're coming in with. 
Um, would I have liked to have seen maybe one more move? Sure. But be that as it may, I think we're coming into this with a significant weakness thoroughly addressed in the bottom six and a, an exciting young goaltending tandem that could really, really impress. And plus Bergeron, Marchand, Pasternak, Taylor Hall. Charlie McAvoy. Taylor Hall is a Boston Bruin, by the way. Yeah. yeah did you forget that? I almost <laughs> forgot that. And was, then I remembered and now I'm happy. <laughs> that was kind of the point that I was about to make too. It's the idea of this offseason to a small extent, it was a little bit disappointing, but you have to take into consideration like, oh, it's a little bit disappointing because we didn't go out and get a big name. We didn't sign a big fish. We fucking did. It was Taylor Hall. You know what I mean? Like if he didn't get, if we didn't trade for him, we would have just signed him in the off season. That would have just been like brand new to all of us. Yeah, right. exactly. So yeah. signing him is a big fucking deal. Signing Olmark is a fucking big deal because it's putting us in a totally different perspective from a goaltending standpoint. And we still mm-hmm. may end up with Rask in some facet halfway through the fucking year. Like so I just team, started on that. Yeah, like just, <laughs> but I mean, like, Swayman came out today during the Plymouth the Plymouth press conferences where a bunch of players were doing that, and he said he welcomes the idea of a three man tandem. I'm so ready for beer bets. I'm so ready for beer bets later <laughs> oh, in this happening. pod. I'm so they're ready. Happening. Yeah, so settle down. We'll but yeah, like, I, I don't, I, as the pessimist of the group, I actually... Dad, come on. <laughs> I don't feel that bad about this offseason. I'm excited. Hey, we're undefeated so far this year, so that's kind of the best way to look at it right now. You know what I mean? Like... I mean, yeah, sure. So I guess <laughs> so is I Buffalo. Guess, well, you you guys have another. We we have another uh, sub point here. Uh, I'm guessing the the easy answer for this one is PTOs. Oh, yay, nay. I added that because I wanted to answer that. That's how that's how I do. Uh, okay, go. <laughs> so I added the: Do we need or want to sign any PTOs? We have an abundance of bottom six guys that we think belong in the NHL, right? Stadnik is an odd guy out right now. You guys have mentioned Oscar Steen wanting to see the fourth line. Trent Frederick has no guarantee to start on the fourth line. Mm-hmm. Like we have so many players that I'm like, bottom six, throw them in there. Let's see what we got. Uh, if we do go for a PTO, maybe some defenseman out there, but I don't really see anyone worthwhile because defensemen had such a fucking price tag that all of them just went doo, 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 doo. like everyone got grabbed up in response in response to this ian i'm gonna give you the last three names that have signed ptos oh i'm gonna throw up all right i'm gonna mm-hmm. throw up on stream here we go our team as an asimov for the Dude, anisimov yep excellent love the guy not a good okay. hockey player okay oh his his legs are shot jack johnson Ugh. And of the also the abs, the abs are b- boiling them up for some reason or another. Mm-hmm. I saw that too. And today for the pens, you ready for this one? Low qual? Oh no. Matt Bartkowski. No, he was the every time he touched the puck, the puck was no longer on the Bruins sticks. Like anytime he t- and people talk about, well, he was a really solid player for no, he wasn't. He was. <laughs> 
It's like, you know who you know. A lot of people, a lot of people are really high on Mason Lari. Matt Bartkowski had the same exact career trajectory that it looks like Lari is going to be taking. So let's temper the expectations on him just a bit. Wait, he was the defensive of the year in the UCH. What yeah. you're a Lori guy. I am you a Lori. I am a Lori guy. But Bartkowski is very, very similar to a lot of his career. You're torpedoing your own yeah. dude. Like I what's know. happening? I know. I know. I was also high on Bartkowski back in the day. Yeah, Bartkowski's gonna put everybody in perspective, including Mason Lori right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jesus. But okay, but my my original point, my original point here was is Mason Lori sucks, apparently. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, A, my original for Mason Lori is let's calm down, Bruins Network. And B, I'm good on PTOs. If that's the class that's getting signed to, P- to PTO contracts, I'm set. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there, there's nobody out there that intrigues me. Obviously, like this. It's low risk, low risk, high risk, dude. Yeah. yeah. Jack Johnson's a mess. I can't believe he even got a deal last year with the Rangers, right? He was on the yeah. Rangers last year. Yeah. I can't even, couldn't even, oh God. And he uh, was, he was miles better than he was the year before. And he was still awful. Yeah. yeah. And Thomas, you're right. Like these guys, there's a reason they're PTOs. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's no risk, high reward potentially, yeah. but how high sure. is the reward? Like, having a seventh defenseman maybe right like crack the team like that's pretty much it i'd rather give that spot to a kid or just zaboral fuck yeah like i'd rather i'd rather do zaboral is going to be ahead of any pto we sign for sure absolutely absolutely i don't know if that's damning by faint praise but there we go (laughs) i don't i don't think that was damning i don't don't think so zaboral still this is the year for him right Mm, 24 He's played in, in some big games. This is the year. He's got to show it this year. I'm telling you, there's going to be some point where he where he cracks the top six. It's got to be this year. Yeah. And it's going to be over Clifton. I want to see a Zaboro <laughs> four-board pairing, I'm telling you. Well, I have such a high opinion of Clifton in the regular season, so mm-hmm. we'll see. <laughs> uh did, if, if anyone didn't see, if anyone didn't see this this conversation, basically the way I feel about Clifton is before he goes on for his shift, he has a big fucking like wheel of fortune wheel, and he <laughs> spins it, and whatever it lands on is what he fucking does during the shift. Whether that's make, whether that's like take the dumbest penalty you could imagine, or score a goal by cutting through three defenders, like that's what he's gonna do. And no matter what it says, like take a dump on the ice. Damn it. Sorry, guys. I got to go out there and just drop trowel. My bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, the guy is the most erratic regular season player I've ever seen in my life. And then playoffs comes around and it's kind of a one year sample, but holy shit, was he great in the playoffs? Last year being, and in 20, well, 2019 as well. He was very good in very sheltered minutes, but he was very good. Right. He mm-hmm. was super sheltered back then. I mean, last year he was so good in the playoffs. It was mm-hmm. nuts. I don't know. And it's like, why can't we see that all the time? Well, I mean, we don't know what he really is, unfortunately, because of the inconsistency, which is mm-hmm. obviously similar to somebody else that we could probably discuss for a quick minute, which would be Jake DeBrusque. Excellent segue. What, what are we so going good. to see? <laughs> <laughs> he just don't shot throw, don't throw your shoulder out, man. <laughs> what are we going to see out of Jake this year? Like, what's what's 
best case scenario, what's worst case scenario? Because honestly, I think that the ceiling is high, the floor is low. It's that is what we have with this player, and it's what we've had for multiple years now. But is this the floor is a pit? Yeah. Is (laughs) is this is this the year that he turns it around, or is this the year that he gets moved at the deadline, or what? What are you seeing? Worst case scenario, he's Anders Bjork, gets moved at the deadline, disappoints the rest of the time. Best case scenario is he comes out with piss and vinegar for the first, you know, 50 games of the year, gets some power play time, gets that shot back, gets some of that confidence back, stops reading his own, stops name searching himself on Twitter, (laughs) you know, just things like that. Just focuses on how, talk to your dad, Jake. But those like, are two different players. Those are two very, very different players. Still NHLers. That's still fair. NHLers. That's fair. So best case scenario, I would, I, I would put the, I would put the ceiling of if an, let's do like an 82 game pro rate, 45 points. Okay. I think it can't really go much higher than that because he's he'll he'll get some power play time, but he's gonna be he's he's gonna he's gonna be the offensive linchpin of that bottom six. But is it if, twenty goals and twenty five assists, or is it twelve goals and whatever the math is there for the assists? <laughs> come on, come on, Ian. What's the math? Thirty three. Uh, I knew that. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, more of a shooter. So I'll I'll I'll, I'll put the goals in a little higher perspective. I'll I'll I'll, I'll say. 20, 20 goals, 22 assists. Okay. How about that? 42 points. That's a yeah, pretty I, good over-under. That's, that's then, a pretty yeah. fair over-under. Mm-hmm. I think so. Uh, the Anders Bjork comparison is really good. He's an expensive Anders Bjork. Mm-hmm. I think it's a really good comparison. Mm-hmm. Uh, I refuse to blame him until they give him at least, I don't know, eight games in a row on his natural side, the left wing, Thank right? Thank you. Thank you. In with the same two guys. And I know, I know everyone's like, it's the NHL, be a professional. Fuck off. The guy needs a confidence boost. Just give him eight games, same position, same line mates. Mm. Until that happens, I have a hard time just saying like, well, the breast just sucks. Maybe we just haven't done right by the mm. kid in a sense. Guy scored 27 goals two years ago. That doesn't go away. I just, I don't understand why we're not giving him the best chance to succeed. And this year we have to, because if we need a big trade line, like acquisition, fuck man, he's still the main piece. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just, I need to see him on that left side. I need to see him have consistency in his line mates. And hopefully that brings consistency to his game. Look, he's not a special player. He's not special, mm-hmm. but he's smart enough. He plays a straight game. He has speed. Let him work. Like, just let him work. He's first there on forecheck too many times for this kid not to work out. Yep. Mm-hmm. There, was a, there was a stretch last year where I feel like he had some of the worst puck luck, like hitting post, putting it like it's, there was some heartbreaking no goals for him. Do you but, know when that was? It was when Stadnika got brought up and they were working together on the same line. And yeah, both I mean, of them, they would have two on ones and they'd post or yeah. the puck would flip over their stick. I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. Brutal. And you're, you make a good point, man. Like a kid like that deserves to be able to walk into the arena 
and know exactly what he's doing that day without having to fucking look on a sheet or talk to a coach. Mm -hmm. And I think that could be a great benefit to the dude. Give him some fucking structure and just let him rip. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. And we're in the same place that we were right now. Real quick. It was very well documented that DeBrusque and Cassidy had a, had a get together at the end of the season. What do you think Cassidy said to him? Drink water (laughs) for fucking real, man. Oh my God. (laughs) Just drink water, bro. That's all I need from you. Water. Stop. Stop with the pizzas. Stop with the Mountain Dews. My, my guess would be it was a simple conversation where he's just like, we know you have the skill. And with it maybe even brought up the idea of puck luck. It's like, dude, you could have had easily six more goals than you did last year if things just fell the right way. And it's not always going to fall the right way, but you have to keep your head up, not get frustrated. Listen to the veterans on the team and just keep fucking pushing. Because I do think that part of the, the down downside to DeBrusque is I feel like he is an emotional player where he gets in his own head. He gets quiet. He's not having fun. The dude plays better when he's having fun. Who else on our team is that exact person? David Pasternak. When he doesn't appear to be having fun, he does not play right. But when he's having a fucking blast, he's ripping shit from the fucking blue line. And it's, it's the best hockey you're going to see as a Boston Bruins fan. When Pasternak is just fucking enjoying himself. Yeah. No. beautifully said i got nothing to add yeah N- neither do i and before anybody gets on thomas for that he is not comparing jake debrus to david poster no, they're the one same one. player what <laughs> <laughs> jake debrus is not a special player i've said it i love yeah. him he's not a special player no that's fine that's okay that's okay. he's a middle six forward with great straight line speed and has a good shot that he needs to use more that's yep. what he is Yep, yep. And he needs to stop getting in his own head. He needs to stop name searching himself on Twitter. He needs to stop seeming like he's complaining to the media. Man, the haters had a lot to say this year. Yeah, they did. You didn't really need to fucking say it out loud, did you? <laughs> eh, I didn't mind that stuff. Remember, he's 24. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Celebrity death match. I'll I, just want, I just want the dude to enjoy himself. Mm-hmm. And because I honestly think that contributes to a better... Jake DeBrusque that we see as a product on the ice. A better Jake DeBrusque is a better Boston Bruins. Remember that Bruins fans. Big time. Yeah. Just as much as it's fun for us to watch the game, it's probably fun for them to be winning these games too. So winning is always fun. Oh yeah. It's the best deodorant. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever, have you ever heard that term? A lot of things can be stinking, but a lot of things can be sucking. A lot of things can be, have be rank. But it doesn't matter as long as you're winning. I mean, I've heard winning fixes all. Whatever the fuck you just said with all that, I don't know. That's yeah. a lot. Look it up. Look it up. You got some weird ass <laughs> magazines at your house, man. Like, <laughs> well, we already knew that. <laughs> I'm just excited uh, for hockey, guys. <laughs> okay, so. so. <laughs> God damn it. Okay, so let's talk some more Bruins. And we're going to talk front office a little bit here. Recently, uh, the NBC writer Adam Gretz came out with a GM rankings and Sweeney ranked fourth. Uh, what do you guys think? Too high, too low? Andrew, you start because you have feelings about this because recently he was ranked eighth by you fill in the blank there. I don't remember who. I'm not saying his name. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Say the name. Come on. People got to know. No, no. Say the name. I can bleep it. It's fine. Dom Lucision. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, uh, yeah, he, he was ranked eighth in Dom Lucision's um, front office confidence poll, but that ranking was dragged down because 
national prominence and fan reaction kind of held equal weight and the fans were shitting on him. Whereas national perception has him way up there. So I would say he's closer to fourth than eighth. I I'd put him about maybe fifth top five, fifth or sixth. Yeah. Very good GM. Um, The one thing about the Gretz article and uh, Ian and Thomas, uh, you guys both mapped it out perfectly in the private chat was that every GM had like a three sentence blurb. And one of one of the sentences in the NBC sports article was, man, Sweeney's really bad at drafting. (laughs) How are you ranked fourth? What, yeah. what is happening? <laughs> well, that, that was that was my point where it's just like, okay, from a negotiation standpoint, I don't know if Sweeney could do any better than he's done since mm-hmm. he's been in the Bruins uh, organization doing those things. Yeah, 100%. Uh, it, like the deals that he's pulled off are amazing. And man, it would be great if he could fucking do it one more time with McAvoy, but that's a story for another day. But I feel like taking into account the whole scope of what his job is, you have to kind of take the draft and you kind of have to take the prospect pool into account. And I don't know if throwing him in fourth with a line that kind of noted, like makes notice of uh, he's not that great at drafting, but he's still fucking a top five. I would agree. I think he's top five, but mm-hmm. you, you can't make that comment and then just walk away from it and be like, and now number five, like, you know, like that for that reason, the article didn't hold a lot of water to me. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Sweeney, deserves his due for what he's done from a contract standpoint. Did he do everything that he could have from a free agent standpoint this year? Maybe not necessarily. And that could be the damning thing on him at the end of the season. If things just go incredibly South, but I, I feel like you have to say top five for him. And I, I will agree with that, but there's, there's a caveat there and there's a little bit of, I don't know, man, like when reading that article, but from a national standpoint, I think, I think a lot of fan bases would probably say he's at least top 10, but the argument for top five is, is a fair one to make. It absolutely blows me away how a lot of Bruins are more fairly seen by the world at large than by Bruins fans. Well, if you're not paying attention, then winning fixes all. Mm-hmm. And we're always competitive. Not and if you are paying anymore. attention, you go, man, we could have won more. And I think there's a couple of fan bases that feel that way. And Thomas made that point where, well, he's not that good at drafting in the, in the, uh, the chat. And I think that's a middle of the road. He's had highs and lows, but then you go down this list at the other GMs and go, well, who are you putting above him? Don Waddell, Kelly McCrimmon, Steve Eiserman. Mm-hmm. Like none of these guys at their current locations have done anything for you to go. You have a better GM, Bill Zito, maybe. Too soon, uh, too soon, but he's done a hell of a job, but too soon. The fact that Brian McClellan is in there with the Washington Capitals aging out and them having no prospect pool is insane to me. He's ranked number five. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I think it's literally we're fourth because the competition, not that steep. Yeah. And I, I think that's fair enough. And I, I what else that's are you going to do at that point? That's an interesting angle, Ian. Yep. Where it's like I mean, he's, he's fourth almost by default. <laughs> yeah, I, I, seriously. I mean, yes, yeah. Joe Sackick has a powerhouse with a powerhouse prospect uh, a pool. You're going to rank him high. Uh, Brisewa, Brisewa, he has had two cups in a row. What the f- You're ranking him first. There's no way, even if he wasn't the only one who built that team, he made some great moves to get them there. Mm-hmm. Lou Lamarillo, yeah. I mean, come on. He's got to be top three. Other than that, I just don't see anyone that really pushes we did go to a Stanley Cup final. We've been competitive every year. 
Uh, we've lost to Tampa Bay and the Islanders like the past three years. Those are the teams. The higher GMs. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry that we couldn't beat the guys ahead of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to circle back, the idea that the Bruins fans are more harsh on our GM than maybe the rest of the league is. Mm-hmm. That's just, I, f- I feel like that's just us as fans in general, like Boston sports. Like we have such a love hate relationship with our teams, with our players, with our general managers, our fucking owners. Like our five years ago, you could not. Yeah. And goaltenders, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but like five years ago, you couldn't say a bad thing about Red Sox ownership. And this year it's just like, Oh my God, these fucking guys. Oh my God, these fucking guys like nonstop. Mm-hmm. And right. I feel like that's, that's kind of Sweeney's just in a position where he's easy to criticize because ultimately all the decisions that we're not capable of making as fans He's the one responsible for those. So if we disagree, mm-hmm. 99% of the time, people who are disagreeing with him, it's with the benefit of hindsight. And yeah. then you're just able to take a, a fucking verbal shit on this dude who will never read your tweets. He will never read your fucking emails. He'll never hear you on a podcast. He'll never hear us complaining. You know what I mean? To he listens. Fair, he listens to this Don, podcast. No, the Don Sweeney <laughs> listens to this podcast. That's true. The right. Don Sweeney does. Uh, I, would, I would love, I, I told Andrew, I, I would love to have him on here, but it would just blow up his shtick and yeah it would but it is what it is so to add to that toronto probably the same thing yeah yep yeah montreal i assume same thing although they're a little delusional at the moment no no i want to get my habs buddy on this on this pod at some point and have him just go off on 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 bergerman because he's got some thoughts on that so he's if he's a realistic Canadian he's a realistic fine, Habs fan. I, there's a, a lot of Habs fans that I see on Twitter that I would never want on this podcast unless I was allowed to. Written consent. Hey, I'm going to put clown music behind everything you fucking <laughs> said. I have notes on the Habs fan base, but we'll we'll get there. Okay. All let's, right. Let's let's talk about Bergeron then. Okay. But <laughs> I'm going to enjoy this conversation. So, so guys, Bergeron. Just uh, put out a press release on Saturday at 5 p.m. saying the Carolina Hurricanes used something that was available to them in the CBA, and we expect we respect that decision. He doesn't get goaded into doing something stupid, and doesn't match the offer sheet. Kotkaniemi is Kotkaniemi is a cane. Kotkaniemi. No, no, no. I know, I know. Try to add some distrust. No, no. Yesterday, she sent me a video saying this is how it's pronounced. (laughs) So So you're a little harsh, though, because it wouldn't have been a stupid move. It would have been a risky move. And I think there's a difference that we need to give. We do actually need to give him respect for that, which is sometimes this is a lose-lose situation. And he decided what would most likely pan out for his team. So he walked away from it. I don't want to look at this as him avoiding a stupid decision as him taking a lesser risk. Right. I don't, I, 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 I guess I just, I don't want to give him credit and maybe, maybe this is the hindsight of the Dvorak trade, but I don't want to give him credit for something that was kind of an obvious decision let's keep those separate for the moment yeah for sure just for the for moment. sure absolutely but the thing of the, the thing the thing of it is is that i think it's an obvious move it was either 
let him walk or you're paying $6.1 million for a third line center, which is now a third line, third line left winger. For Actually, it might be a second line winger with the way they've been talking over in Canesville. Yeah, well, Canesville, Jesus, Canesville. You want to do that and take again, Ian? Or no, I'm going to keep it. All Mistakes right. belong. Okay, all right. Shout out to Knuckle Puck. Um, yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can I? So, I like to look at the fans when stuff like this happens mm-hmm, because you're sure. going to learn a lot. Because the fans who are truly watching and paying attention to the teams will teach you about that team. No matter how into hockey we are, we can't cover every team consistently. There's going to be things that slip. So the Canes fans in my life are like, cool, overpayment, but we got a guy that we've been trying to trade for, and we thought about drafting with the second pick. We're glad we we got Svechnikov, but that was truly a guy they tried to trade for beforehand. They wanted him. And the Habs fans in my life, uh, they're ranting about how Bergevin embarrassed Waddell and how they came out on top and how they goaded them into this stupid decision. One of these fan bases is completely correct about their takes, and it's not Montreal. That's my statement. <laughs> I, it's, it's just, oh, man. I, it's an overpayment, obviously. But can, can I kind of weave a little bit of Dundon's statement? Yeah, zag on my zig, man. Let's see it. It it wasn't he he came out yesterday and said this wasn't a revenge plot. <laughs> no, hang on, hang on, hang on. He came out yesterday and said this wasn't a revenge plot. We've had our, our eye on him for two years, and we finally got our man. Sports fans, fans of any sport, I don't care what sport it is. I've said this on the pod at least a dozen times. I'm gonna say it again. Two things can be true. That could be their guy. And it is also totally a revenge plot. Absolutely. Absolutely a revenge <laughs> plot. Thomas? The idea of even saying that is is an embarrassment to me. Like, if you feel... That would need- insult our intelligence, no, dude. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, if you feel the need to over-explain after... after Sorry doing for drafting me. <laughs> yeah. You're over-explaining shit. It's the dumb... It's just like, it's a clown You got so excited to shit on the canes. Like, I saw your eyes uh, light up and be yeah. like, yes, I still get to do it. Yep, <laughs> yeah. always. Yep, yep, always. Love it. I fucking hate them so much. <laughs> like, my the, the, the 12-year-old inside of me just wants to cry every time they see... Or he sees that logo, but I, me, it's just anger it's honestly the only time that i ever thought i was going to get kicked out of the arena when i was living down in nashville we were playing the canes and i was hammered and sitting way too close to the glass and <laughs> oh you were one of those guys uh, down the glass oh, and yelling profanities yes. sir we're gonna need you to calm down or well it was it was you. it wasn't even that it was mostly like fellow predator fans because i was a, a pred fan in this fellow scenario. predators yes um, and they're like, all right, sir, you need to using need to language that I shouldn't have used and too close to young, impressionable children. Right. Who don't need to know about how many holes a certain player has where a stick can get shoved and that type of thing. But hey, man, <laughs> I like to drink oh, at hockey games and that's OK. Look, we've all made mistakes. I got kicked out of a stingray game that is an ECHL team. South Carolina uh, with with knuckle puck. Yep, it's down in South Carolina with knuckle puck. I got 
belligerent and I was yelling. I was behind the other team's bench and I was yelling all sorts of shit. And they moved us back a few rows. And then finally they came down and like, we're just your your game's over, bud. Go home. <laughs> and I was like, okay, sorry. That's We've all a, made mistakes. That's such we, a gentle way of saying it too. Yeah. I fucking love that. Your, your they were gentle over. about it too. They literally gave me the option of like, we could drag you or you could just walk out. I was like, <laughs> I'll stumble out. Thank you very much, sir. I appreciate that. <laughs> thank We've you for the respect. Yeah. Thank yeah, you for right. respect and your shit. And respect they didn't you. deserve. Guys, if you do that at hockey games, get it under control. We've all had our <laughs> moments. We mm-hmm. all have, but don't be the guy who fights other people. Don't yeah. do it. Thomas, Thomas, I'm happy for you. You got to shit on the Canes. I mean, but, this is a situation where you could also shit on the Canadians for it because they're here doing we go. the same thing. Here they're we release, go. They're releasing statements to over-explain stupid shit that they've done this offseason multiple times. Yeah. Did it at the draft almost fucking immediately. Almost yeah. immediately. Ten minutes. Yeah. That statement was prepared long before they actually drafted that dildo. Unfucking believable Yeah. So, hey, dildos are useful. Don't, don't you dare insult dildos like that. <laughs> It's an old dildo. So too much usage, but <laughs> this podcast has gotten weird. Man. Let's also, but let's also not lose sight of the fact that Bergevin made the correct move in letting Coca Niemi walk. Hundred percent, I agree. Yes, I agree and well. then and then he does something that you can question again. I'm not even going to get into the whole fact that whether these picks are protected, not protected, because even outside of that, it already looks stupid. All right, well, Ian, let me explain. Ian, why don't you, why don't you, why don't you unfurl this for us? So Dvorak goes to the Habs for a first and second round pick. Second is for not next year's draft, but the next. Yeah. Just stop uh, right there. <laughs> the first round pick is a top 10 protected, but they get the best choice between the Habs pick or the Canes pick. Yes. Mm-hmm. Meaning if both those picks end in the top are in the top 10, they just get the worst of the two. So it's still a possibility it's a top 10 pick. Yeah. It's unlikely, but mm-hmm. the Canes possibly being a middle of the road team and not making the playoffs is not absurd. No, this no. could be a top 15 pick in a loaded draft. Supposedly loaded. Again, there's been a lot of talk about that. Mm-hmm. We initially thought it was unprotected and we were going to unload on Bergevin for this because the Habs have a possibility of being a bottom seven team next year. For about two hours, it was unprotected. And then somebody was like, wait a minute, we're forgetting a very important detail. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't know who reported it first. I don't feel like going on a, on a manhunt for any of that, but it was Friedman. Well, I didn't actually Friedman gets away with whatever. He's, he's great. He does so much of this stuff. He's fine. Uh, No. So it's just, look, is the trade absurd? No, but for where the team is, how does Dvorak make anything better here? It turns it you doesn't. into the, it, it just the makes only you only thing. The only thing it does make quote unquote better is it gives somebody else or the, the fans, somebody to focus on gaining as opposed to losing. That's literally all it is. It's a band-aid mm-hmm. fucking... It's a job-saving It's a band-aid move. It's a, that's it's all a it is, dude. move. Meanwhile... Oh, Ian. Whoa. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did you just say it's a job-saving move by Bergevin? Oh, currently. I, I don't mean through the season. No. Oh, God. Okay. No, 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 no. Don't misunderstand me. 
Okay, no, what were you going to say, a, Thomas? I'm sorry. That caught me off guard. No, Thomas's I mean, I, statement. He's, he's he, honestly, Ian's spot on. It probably, mm-hmm. probably took the fucking heat off of him for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the season, there's going to be lots of discussion if he's the right guy there. And sure. I can't believe the fan base is so quick to defend this fucking asshole as opposed to just tear him apart. Mm-hmm. And it's and, only because they just went to a Stanley Cup by the seat of their fucking pants and it bought him an extra year. It really did. It really did. It was a series of happy accidents that led to them to the cup final. And yeah, I mean, if Flurry doesn't put the puck in his own net, who knows? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now, if and, they start the year four and 12, does he stay? I would, right? I'm, I'm going to say he's, he's there all year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard to fire a GM in the middle of the season, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's, I, almost, I just, it's almost pointless to do it. But I'm so ready to fire that guy. Yeah. I, before the trade deadline, I don't know. I'd get him up before the trade deadline if it really was ugly to yeah. start. Yeah. I mean, but, it, it's also very possible that behind the scenes that he's not in control of his own trade deadline. He may just be the figurehead for it because then if the trade deadline goes south, who are you going to fucking blame? You're going to put it on him anyway. Yeah. So. yeah, exactly. Organizationally, I feel like the best, and I honestly, I think there needs to be a, a few cooks in the kitchen during times like that, like at the deadlines and stuff like that. But it is always nice to have somebody like Bergevin to put all the blame on. And if they, if they do well at the deadline, then he gets the glow of it and he probably has his job for another year. Mm-hmm. Do you do you know how I know there's not a few cooks in that kitchen? They drafted Logan Mayu. I think there's a lot of really terrible cooks in that kitchen. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. all right. I was I was I'd, rather no have, I'd rather have no cooks in the kitchen than terrible cooks in the kitchen. Well, that's this is and this this is kind of to my larger point. There's no way that you draft him without the entire organization being aware of it. Everybody. Like everybody at least one room, person had to go, least, uh, guys. Yeah, somebody needed to put their hand up and be like, are, are we sure we want to do this right now? Mm-hmm. It might be a dictatorship, but nobody man. did. It might be a very scary dictatorship. I capital, don't know. Capital on the dick part. Yeah. So, and so, yeah, capital. Yeah. Uh, I want to give a quick shout out to the Arizona Coyotes here. Mm-hmm. If you're going to rebuild, mm-hmm. this is what you do. The first 64 picks of this upcoming entry draft, Coyotes have eight of them. They have three first-round picks and five second-rounders. If you're going to tear this organization out by the studs, this is how you do it. They still have Kessel and Keller to move. Uh, I don't you think don't, they're moving you don't Keller. Get rid of Chitrin, Chich, Chitrin. They're not moving Chitrin. That was proven to be yeah, false. They should not do that. They yeah. should not. But, but Keller, maybe he has not panned out exactly how they thought he would. No, I, I, I still think they. I still think they're pretty high on Keller. I think it's going to be Churchin Keller. Churchin Keller is going to be their pillars, and they're going to move everybody else. But Keller, Keller would be a great piece to surround with seven or eight top draft picks in this. Brand, you know? <laughs> One out of every eight picks in this upcoming draft belongs to the coyotes. That's the first two rounds. That's fucking insane. I just, I don't want to give them credit, man. They're not paying their people over there. Shit's all awry. Like they're moving buildings. I just look, they're doing a great job trying to put together a rebuild and I love it. And I thought that they were going to be done with that two years ago when they showed some promise. And I was like, man, this team might be a lot of fun. Well, John Chucky is a fucking idiot. Uh, he destroyed. He he set that franchise back a few years. A few. 
Yeah, but this yeah. is the type of draft that can completely make up for that. Absolutely. Yeah. The that, idea. That's why you stock up. Yeah. You want to talk about happy accidents. This is how you fall into an amazing draft, which is arguably the deepest that we've seen in a decade. Plus, Absolutely. you have sure. great odds for the first overall pick. Yes. Uh, do they survive another rebuild in Arizona, though? From a like financial and fan standpoint? Does the league step in and go like? Yeah, no, 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 no. There is Gary Bettman will have to be will have to die before that. Why franchise is because because Gary Bettman, Gary Bettman's manifest destiny of expanding into the South will never die as long as he is commissioner. Which he's done a great job. I hate giving the guy credit, but he's done a great job with that. But Arizona's not doing well. It doesn't like matter. One of those teams just soaks money from the other teams. It yeah. doesn't matter. It does not matter. I don't see 31 other owners going. that are going to get pissed off about this eventually, right? Let them get pissed. They're going to stay in Arizona. Mm-hmm. I'll talk about dictatorship. All right. Well, I don't know. I if mean, they nobody, nobody, on this, yeah, nobody on this podcast is going to accuse Gary Bettman of doing a good job. But one thing that he has done, like Andrew said, is trying to build hockey in non-traditional markets in the South. Mm-hmm. And it has worked to some extent. It really has. has. Like the development of like Austin Matthews is out of that youth development system. Mm -hmm. Like he grew up playing fucking who? Austin Matthews. (laughs) Dirt stash, you know. (laughs) Yeah, the the uh the (laughs) Meg from uh, Family Guy, but with the stash. One of my favorite. You know, the names. star of that new Amazon Prime documentary that's coming out in October. <laughs> so excited. Oh, I'm so excited. The balls. The balls. Oh, it's going to be so good. <laughs> we should move on. <laughs> oh, wait. I did want to ask Are you guys bummed that we didn't get Dvorak, or is this price like. Not for this fucking, fucking price. You kidding? Yeah, not, not for this price. All right. We're all in agreement. Let's do on. I think he could have fit? Yeah, fine. But that price is. That price doesn't match him. It might match like a hurdle type. Mm hmm. I would, oh, yeah. I can make that argument, but uh, I I do want to say because you guys want me to fucking say it. I think <laughs> Arizona, this is a hot yeah, take. This is yeah. a hot take. I think Arizona can make actually a playoff, a better deep playoff run more soon than the Canadians will after this fucking deal, just because of how good this draft is. It is it's obnoxiously stacked. You know what I mean? Let's this, fucking this, go. This draft well, is so obnoxiously stacked that even if they miss on half of these, half of these in the first two rounds, we're still walking away with, with four incredible prospects. Four yeah. guys that is going to help this team in two years mm-hmm. or three yeah. years. Arguably. So <laughs> what you're saying, to be clear, is that you're so low on Montreal that in the next couple of years, they're not making another playoff run. And you think this draft is so good that in three years' time, when that makes a difference, Arizona is going to be a, a better team than Montreal. I want it to happen so badly that I will will it into existence. Fuck yes, my friend. Yes. Fuck yes. Absolutely. Wouldn't it be so much fun to see Arizona make a fucking run as opposed oh, to yeah. the Habs? Yeah. Is the Habs making this run this past year kind of made us losing just that little bit worse? Mm-hmm. Sure. I don't want to fucking see that again. Let's see. Let's let's see Arizona go as deep as they can in the playoffs. And and maybe this is only they lose in a deep second round, like deep into the second round. Fine. 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 I will that consider counts. that. I'll consider that a win. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for them, absolutely. As yeah. long as they use those sweet reverse retros that season. Totally those fine. are those are. I I think the Kachina is the new permanent logo. 
God, I love it so much. Oh, I love see, it so much. Uh, totally off topic. Well, mm. I guess not really if we're talking about their logos and shit. Do you see what they did with the ice? Beautiful. They put the kachina on it, right? Yeah. Old logo, but like just the detail on the red line with like the, the fucking, oh my it God. Beautiful. It I love it. Beautiful. I love it that that's allowed now. Mm-hmm. Like just a small detail that you can't even see on television, but just knowing it's there. So awesome. I, I like how people are like, well, how are you going to see the puck? I'm like, I don't really watch the puck in the neutral zone. I just watch yeah. bodies at that point. Like, I don't <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I know for new watchers, ESPN's going to bring back the glow puck. You fucking don't watch. you fucking do don't. it. I swear it's to not God. Impossible. Well, last year they had a, a puck that was apparently like loaded with a chip that would give us all these crazy stats. And Brad Marchand was like, fuck this puck. Well, a, a good amount of the league was like, it doesn't feel right. And they pulled it mm-hmm. never to be seen again. Mm-hmm. I thought it would have been really interesting as as a stats nerd, but mm-hmm. if it doesn't feel right, I don't I don't know how the fuck it can't feel right, but mm-hmm. it is what it is. If yeah. I had any advice for new watchers of hockey, whenever you lose the puck, watch shoulders. Look sure. where their upper bodies yep. are turning. Dipping, like, dipping and turning and twisting. Yep. That's how you watch the game of hockey. You see where the movement is. Mm-hmm. That's like you don't have to watch the puck all the time. Yep. That's part of the beauty of the sport, honestly, is you can see the entire fucking ballet that is going on in front of you, and then someone smashes into another ballerina, and it's like, holy shit! Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's pretty That was great. a really weird way to describe that. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I'm a weird dude. Let's keep going! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will say, like, it is the easiest sport to get somebody into by bringing them to a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah, I don't think oh, yeah. there's any question about that because it's mm-hmm. nonstop action, it's nonstop hitting, it's fast as fuck. Like to see what these dudes do at a pro level on the ice, how fast they're doing what they're doing is it makes me feel like <laughs> it makes me feel like I should have never put on skates ever mm-hmm. in my life. It's just scary. It's and maybe scary. <laughs> maybe I shouldn't have to begin with, but it is it's just insane, man. It's yeah. so good. Make it make it your goal. If you're listening to this podcast, make it your goal to bring somebody who has never been to a game, bring them this year. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's a minor league game. I don't care if it's a fucking college. I love college hockey, first of all. That's great. Um, I live, Bring them to a federal live, league game. Watch yeah. the watch the fireworks. <laughs> yep. No, but I like. I live so close. I live in between uh, the Wolfpack and now the Bridgeport Islanders. Like, So I've got minor league hockey there. I've... I've grown up on minor league hockey. That's what got me into the sport to begin with. They're the sound tigers forever, Thomas. The yeah. Worcester ice cats. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. There's, there's so much hockey around and it doesn't even matter if it's college. There's a lot of good college hockey around here too. Hell back where I used to live, there was a tier three U S junior league, yep. um, the Cape Cod whalers and they played yep. in a 500 seat rink and that hockey was fucking great. Yep. Five Don't bucks. Five Don't say whalers. Don't say whalers. You're going to trigger Thomas. It's I'm gonna... all right. I'll, I'll be okay. <laughs> no, but it's, it's not Carolina. It's Cape Cod nice whalers. Bumper. So it actually makes fucking sense. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> Speaking of drinking, uh, Dom Beer Bets? Beer Bets. Oh, what is the malted liquor? What gets you drunk or quicker? What comes in bottles or in cans? Beer. Can't get enough of it. Beer. How we really love it. Beer. Makes me think I'm a man. Beer. I could kiss and hug it, beer. but I'd rather chug it. Beer. Got my belly out to here. Beer. I could not refuse it. I could really use a beer. 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 Let's go. It's beer bets time. All right. So we had this idea of of throwing around just a few random bets. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Before, before, before we start, before we start, Ian. I hate saying these words in this succession. Oh, no. Because Tom Dundon apparently has the capital to throw petty revenge sheets at players. Earlier, 
I said, and I quote, I actually went back in the pod and I said, there is no way in hell this isn't about money. When they decided not to, when they decided to trade their star young goaltender for peanuts, for not even peanuts, for the peanut shells that were on the ground at your local watering hole. And I said, there's no way that's not about money. It wasn't about money. You were right. Uh, you were right. Woo! I'm sure it won't take long into this season before I have to return that sentiment back to you about well, you were take, right about well, something. Well, take care of it. Take care of it. I love it. it. Take I care of it. Like now explain oh. how it wasn't about money. If it was, if it wasn't about, if it wasn't about five hundred thousand dollars, if you're so worried about saving five five hundred thousand dollars, why the hell are you spending six point one million dollars just yeah. to get back at a team? Exactly. <laughs> Clown organization. <laughs> I see what you did. <laughs> God, he sets us up so easily. Just, He's so just, smart. Just one more, just one more fucking zing. Okay. It wasn't a here. revenge plot. Uh, We're not uh, fucking stupid. <laughs> we are. We uh, Thomas is the smartest of the three by far. All right. No, let's, uh, no. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> okay. So I'm just, I just have more hate in my heart, I guess. <laughs> you can articulate you it a lot better. <laughs> you ever seen Star Wars? Hate makes you stronger. So the dumb beer bets, <laughs> the way this works is I assume I'll lose every single one of them. And so when the Bruins are in the Stanley Cup Finals next year, I have to drive up to Boston, go to a bar with these two, and buy them beers. So that's that's how I envision it in my head. The first You're one, buying though, me old fashions, dude. Don't get it. Oh, excellent. Good for you, man. I'm, I'm on that train as well. Yeah. Okay, this is going to be pricey. But <laughs> the, the first one came through text. Dvorak versus Kotkaniemi. Kot. Kotkaniemi. Oh, Tia, Tia, get now, him. No, I'm not even going to get like she, I already mispronounced it earlier. Uh, <laughs> I actually said that KK is going to outscore Dvorak. I think he will. I think he puts up more points than Dvorak next season. Andrew, you disagree? I do. Do you think it's a big difference? Do you think it's close? <sighs> Within 10 points. But I think Dvorak gets more than Kotkaniemi does. I'll take that. Thomas? I would probably say Dvorak has more. I do think he has a little bit, a little bit better of a supporting cast. Mm-hmm. So for that, for reason, where he'll be, you're talking goal. Lineup. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, I've been drinking. Points, goals, goals or points, points, points. Yeah, yeah. I'll take Dvorak. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think we'll write uh, it down. I think. Yeah, someone. I'm writing it down right now. I just, I think KK spends time on that second line. Uh, and I think he just gets some really cheap secondary assists along through the season. He's also uh, playing out of position, so you got to take that into account as well. So these we don't have answers on yet. That's the only one we texted about. Olmark for Swayman. Who gets more starts? Olmark. Okay. Yeah. You're both going Olmark. Yeah. Yes. Oh, this is a cheap one. I, I think, also... honestly, I think that's the best case scenario for the team. So that's what I want to see. Okay. okay. If Olmark okay. gets more starts, that means he's playing really well. And it means that. Maybe maybe Swayman only plays half the season, and maybe we have somebody else playing. Well, I, I feel like I have to go Swayman now because both you and Olmark. I will go Swayman. The reason being is Olmark has had injury problems in the past. I'm going to go Sway. Okay. This is not no. wishful thinking. Obviously. No, this is not. It has nothing to do with wishful thinking. But however, my answer completely flips next season. Oh, I love sure. that. You know what I mean? love that note. Yeah, I'm going to put needs, that down too. That needs to be Manny and. <laughs> You're going to get us good and hammered. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
We're I sure am. On. I'm going to get myself buddy. good and broke. <laughs> it's, an old fashioned in South Carolina does not cost fourteen dollars like it does in Boston. So fuck well, I'll yeah. tell you fourteen. What. Oh, you're 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 adorable. Oh no, I've been gone for so long. <laughs> How much is it now? <laughs> More than that. <laughs> so Olmark versus Swayman. I went Sway. You guys both went Olmark. We're both Olmark. Yeah. Okay, you're noting these, right, Andrew? Yes. Okay, great. We are actually recording this right now, so we can always go back. Wow. Technology. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think we've been doing in the past eight episodes, Ian? <laughs> All right. So, Martians. <laughs> God, Martians. We're just astral projecting, and then it just settle. It just slowly settles into Apple Podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> I thought we had a live studio audience. I thought that's where our fans came from. How come no one's applauded in the last thirty-three episodes? Where because we're, we're really of- bad at our job. Yeah, this, that's just the quality of the show that we're putting <laughs> yeah, out. Right. No, it's because we brought in low quality. <laughs> that's fair. The quality automatically takes a dip. Like you have to. Marshan finally finishes top three in heart trophy voting. Am I misremembering this? Has he finished top three before? Am I misremembering uh, this? Not Hart Trophy. What, what, what am I trying to say here? Yeah, no Hart Trophy. MVP. Yes, Hart Trophy. Mm-hmm. I, I keep getting them confused at times. Uh, uh, Ross. Yeah, <laughs> in voting for Art Ross. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> so has he finished top three before? I, I can't remember a time that he has. If he has, it would have been in the last, like, what, two years, three years? Right, maybe? because he's finally gained respect yeah. around the league and whatnot. Does he finally get into the top three? Because I know he's not wooden. I know he's not. Mm-hmm. But does he get top three this year? I would say no. I love betting against him because it's just kind of part of the charm for him. I, I actually, actually kind of enjoy how much other fan bases hate him and don't acknowledge the fact that this dude is fucking elite. He's an elite player. Mm-hmm. And there's a good amount of people who actually do know that. If you know the player and not just, oh, he licks people's faces or he used to be a cheap shot artist or, or whatever. Like if you know the fucking player, if you know the game, you know, he's an elite player and he should be in the conversation for that trophy. The, high, the highest he has ever finished in heart trophy voting or heart trophy. Yeah. Heart trophy voting is fifth. And that was this year. I believe it. Nope. Yep. That's crazy. You should hate him. You should still hate him. Like, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. I'm glad he doesn't do the like, I'm going to injure you stuff anymore. Yes. Because mm-hmm. that stuff drove me nuts. I, I can call out Bruins players for doing the injury bullshit. It feels like other fan bases don't call out their players for some reasons. And I know the Bruins don't either oftentimes, but I don't know. I have no problem being like, hey, Marshand, maybe you don't fucking go for a guy's knee. And it's been years mm-hmm. since he's done that. But I, I used to get mad at the player for that. I used to not respect him as much for it. And he's really cut that out of his game. I think Capitals fans should do the same with Tom Wilson is be like, dude, I can dislike him for the dirty and still support him for the good and just hope that the dirty goes away. Yep. But people have a problem with that. I don't remember. I I don't know what the last egregious hit that he did was. It might've been, I was at the game when he hit uh, Marcus Johansson. I think that may have been it. That, That probably was it. And I remember watching that game and it was actually the first time that I brought grace to the garden to watch a game. And we had fucking excellent seats, lower bowl on that side of the ice. And I watched the play happen and I was wearing a fucking Marshawn Jersey. And I immediately turned to grace and I go, that's the type of shit that fucking makes it hard to be a fan. Like sometimes like I'm not a guy who's going to sit here and defend him tooth and nail all the time, just because he has my letter on the front of his chest. Right. 
You he still does the dirty stuff in scrums. He does. And that's, and you know what? That's part of the game. But mm-hmm. coming up behind Johansson and throwing a fucking elbow at the back of his skull, Hate it. that's not part of the game. And dude, it's like you had such a good stretch of not doing, it's not even dirty shit. It's just fucking stupid. Yeah. And he, when he did that, and I was like, that's such a regression and it sucks because I'm here watching it and it's like, he's going to get a couple of games. I think he got like five games for that. Five games. Yeah. I wonder what Cassidy said to him after that. <sighs> I don't even know if he even had to say something to him because honestly, you're like, fucking idiot. <laughs> well, so I will say, I don't think this change happens under Claude Julian. I don't think he cuts it out of his game. No, if Julian still it was coach. a different culture team it was, let alone it just was. Julian. And Cassidy did. There is a story about him going to Marshan's house or vice versa, and they sat down and talked about his legacy, how he's going to be remembered as a player, and everything. Cassidy really drove it home that like. People think you're a piece of shit and you kind of deserve it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's time to fix that. What do you guys think? Does he finish top three? No. No. I think we're past I the can't. point in I think we're past the point of no return for that. Yeah. yeah. I can't I can't vote this. All right. All three of us are not. I would All love right. it. I would love to be wrong, but I just I don't know. Because of past precedents, because of his history, because of the general feeling around it. It feels like it feels like the league is just gonna just gloss over it and you know what he's he's arguably a hall of famer he's arguably a, a name in the rafter type guy but i don't know if he's ever gonna have that recognition from the league mm-hmm. okay so we're all nose on the marsh end actually getting the respect he deserves which shocking i guess uh, what happens if we're all wrong well then we all have to buy each other drinks god we're an odd number damn it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we all have to buy ourselves a drink. What a punishment. <laughs> a more, I think, debatable conversation. Does McAvoy place top three for the Norris? Uh, oh, this yes. Be, this is going to be the exact opposite. We're all going to say yes. Oh, um, Ian, what are you doing? What are you doing, Ian? Buddy? Ian. It's now, now, okay, I'm, I'm going to set a parameter here. If you're wrong... You're doubling these drinks. This is a double or nothing one? Okay. Yes. All right, this is a double or nothing one. So the pattern is getting worse, and it's all about points. Mm-hmm. And there's oh, no respect for a guy mm-hmm. who is consistently good in his own end, as well as pretty good in the offensive end. Mm-hmm. It has to be elite in the offensive end. Fuck whatever has happened in the defensive zone. That's not how I feel about Adam Fox. That's not how I feel about Kale McCarr. Uh, those guys are good in both ends, I think, at least good, and then elite in the offensive. Yeah. I don't think McAvoy is elite offensively. I think he's an elite defenseman who's very good offensively at moving the puck. I don't I don't think he's gonna get the recognition because he's actually a defender. <laughs> as awful as it I don't if know. This, if this is gonna be a year that he doesn't get that recognition, I'm okay with it because it may save us a few bucks, may Maybe we know what we have. Mm-hmm. Similar to Marshawn, we know what we have. Does the league? That's the question. Yeah. And the, I think the league knows what we have in Marshawn. They just don't want to fucking say it. But I don't think I don't think McAvoy's a, a household name. Crazy. You know what I mean? Which it's is crazy. fucking stupid. Well, good news for you boys is that me betting against McAvoy getting top three for the Norris guarantees that he will win the Norris. Mm-hmm. My betting record is something to astound you. We'll get into that at some point. But 
it's really bad. So I'm going to be a no. Andrew, mark that down. Uh, and then you got you it. mark you two for top three in the McAvoy. Did you get the, the Marshan votes in there? Yes, I did. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, Marshan, yeah, Marshan is all no's. So yeah, that's that was, easy that was, to remember. It's anyway. easy to remember. Yeah. Yeah. But let's get to the really interesting stuff, shall we, Andrew? Because you made a statement about this one. All right. <sighs> Ian, you were putting these bets on. And we were actually editing this document at the same time because I was putting a few notes in myself and I see coming across the bottom Sabres win one fifteen games last year. Do they win more this year? It's remember last year's a 56 game season. <laughs> this year is an 82 game season. I'm perfectly aware of this. Okay. He's perfectly aware folks. I want to remind you two boys who the goaltending tandem is for the Buffalo Sabres this year. Aaron Dell and Craig Anderson. Craig Anderson literally retired. <laughs> Aaron Dell could not crack an NHL roster last year, except for, I think, one game. I believe Aaron Dell also backed up Martin Jones at one point. That is correct. That's and a tough look. And could not, could not usurp him from his three-year odyssey of whatever the fuck was going on there. Jack Eichel remains unresolved and will continue to remain unresolved. Their depth is trash. Their young people, their young kids have regressed almost to a man. I think, and I'm, I'm dead serious when I say this, 14, 56, and 12 will okay. be their record. Let me throw some, let me throw a number at you real quick. A numbers. Mm-hmm. The worst 82 game season of all time was the Washington Capitals in 1975, 8, 67, and 5. Mm-hmm. This is before the expansion <laughs> rules. This is before the expansion rules helped anybody. Mm-hmm. No, no, uh, uh, Ian, uh, could you do me a favor? Bring up. The 2007, or is it 2006 or 2007? 2007. 2007 Philadelphia Flyers and the 2014 Colorado Avalanche. Okay, well, but, all right. Well, let me, let me do that real quick. Hold on. Mm-hmm. It could not have been the 2007 Flyers, right? Because they're regular- Wait, uh, it's It's whatever Flyers team finished with, I think it was like 52 points. 56. Okay, 56. what was their rec? What was their record? Twenty-two, forty-eight, and twelve. Okay, that and was that was two thousand six, two thousand seven. Okay, what was the what was the Colorado one? Because I think the Colorado one was worse. That was bad. Colorado, yeah. Colorado was bad. Colorado was bad. Hold on, hold on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Clicking through. What year do you think it was? I think it was twenty fourteen. Uh, so twenty sixteen, they had forty eight points. That was it. Okay, twenty two, fifty six, and four. Okay. So twenty two wins again. Yep. Uh. This Sabres team is not better than either of them. Yeah, but you're giving them eight less wins. I know what I'm doing. Okay. By the way, the Red Wings in 2020, 71 games played. You remember that Red Wings team? How could we forget they were in a division? Terrible. 17 wins, 49 losses, five overtime losses in 71 games. Like literally everything you're saying, I am not convinced they're gonna, that they that this Sabres team is okay. better than them. So you say they go under 15. 
Yes. Amazing. Yes. Thomas? I have seen this roster. I've, I have looked at this roster. This team is not winning more than 15 games. If they win 15 games, you're flying Jamie and me to Buffalo to watch a fucking Sabres game. Oh, fuck yes. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's no way that they don't win 15 games. There's just okay. no way. Like, it's you're playing 82 games. I know how. I know the math. There's just Look, no I don't way, think like, it's crazy. I don't think it's crazy. I don't think it's crazy, uh, but I think to say that if you said 20, I would be mm, like, I would be more on the fence. If you said 18, I'd be like, Ooh, yeah, I don't know. 18. 14 games. No, I love it. 14, I'm going like, to bet against you, though. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, yeah. I love it. I love the bold take. I love it. Like, once, like, you two, if, if this happens, I'll buy you beers for the night. Are you kidding me? Like, I'll <laughs> get you fucking sloshed. Old fashions, top shelf. I don't give a fuck. 14. Yeah, no, I, 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 if, if that happens, if I'm still, if I still feel my face by the end of the night, you did not do your job. <laughs> I promise you, you won't be able to, because apparently I'm going to hit you in the face at some point for <laughs> just some audacious take. No, <laughs> 14 wins. I love it. Please. What do you think their record is for like total? Like, do you think they have a few, how many overtime losses in there? Do you, I, 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 I put it out there 14, 56 and 12. Okay. 12 overtime losses. He's depending on the OTL. All right. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love they'll it. Be, they'll be, they'll be, they'll obviously be competitive in a few games, but this is, this is going to, this is going to rival the Ron Rolston era. Goaltending can't stay up. I love it. Oh, I'm so excited about Aaron. This. D- it's Aaron Dell and Craig Anderson, man. Like Buffalo that. is a must watch, folks. Buffalo is a must watch. <laughs> <laughs> that goaltending. T- if Jack Eichel was on this team, I'd, I'd be like, okay, 27 wins. So this is a Nolan void if he plays for them. I'll give you that. 14 is such a bold bet. I'll give you Nolan. Boyd if Jack Eichel suits up for the Buffalo Sabres, this bet is this bet becomes let's not make it Nolan Void. Let's turn it into something else. If Jack Eichel suits up for the Buffalo Sabres, let's put the over under at 24. Whoa, Jack Eichel's worth 10 wins on that team? 10? It's not this, just. I love this even more. I'm still on the inside. <laughs> it's 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 not about Jack Eichel being worth ten wins himself. It's also about Jack Eichel having people being able to slot in better. I guess yeah, but nine he's also wins out for half the season because the surgery just happened, right? Yes, correct. Weeks ago? correct, correct. Or and you know maybe and and hey, our star player is back. Let's go on a little run where we we're not absolutely terrible, but we're still terrible. That's when they bust What's the there? flying V and yeah. <laughs> an illegal maneuver. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, yeah. Sticks with the goal. Do yeah, not get that. it twisted. Do not get tried that in Pee Wee, and they fucking blitzed me for it, man. Like that's not legal at all. <laughs> this team, this team is terrible with Jack Eichel. They are historic without him. Okay, I am, longest I am, I am, losing streak. Eighteen games. Do they break that? Ooh. Are you counting overtime losses in that losing streak? Oh, actually, you have yeah, to because in this to, one, yeah. in this one, they did. I'll push on that. I'll, push. I'll, you, want, I'll, you think they match? All right, excellent. I'll push on that. Eighteen. I'm. I, I don't. Oh man. I'm so convinced that this team is going to do 
2014 Philadelphia 76ers shit. <laughs> Jesus. This is Christ. this is trust the process Buffalo Sabres. Jesus. I'm 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 digging my heels in on this one. For the love of all of our Sabres friends, I really hope it's the season's not that bad for them. Bro, I hope it I is. Hope get a number one pick again. What? They're yes, going to get another one. P- they're going to get a number one pick, even if they win twenty four <laughs> fucking games. You know what I mean? Like they're going to get the odds for it at least. Yeah. They, they right. are going to get the number one pick. Oh, wait, they it can't right because they had number one pick this year. Doesn't it kick? Like I forget they changed mm. the CBA rules, right? They you did, can't. but I think I, I think they weighed it differently. I think you still could get the number one pick, but they weighed it differently. Oh, it's a limit in the five years, right? I think like so. Like, you can't I have so, two. Yes. Okay. God, what a fun conversation this was. What I'm an, sorry. No, what a terrible situation fans. to be in. No, and yeah. like, and guys, and Sabres fans, and I know, I know there are a few of you guys listening here. Do not misunderstand me. I love you guys. I do. But... I can't lie to you. <laughs> you're, you're think, I don't think any of them have that much higher of expectations. I will yeah. say that I'm sure that they have a problem with saying only 14 games. Yeah. <laughs> They're probably no, no, bro. We're at least winning 16 games. Fuck you. Like, yeah, right. Like, no, I want it, I, I, I want you, Thomas. I want you to do me a huge favor and tell me what Jamie has to say about this <laughs> when it comes out. Uh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. We are all on the record saying we wish Buffalo had a better team because that fan base deserves it. We're all on the record saying we that. love the Sabres and we do. I think well, it's they've been no, no. I it's it's pity. It's love, pity. You know what I mean? Pity isn't love. Pity is and not it's love. True. That's true. <laughs> it's, it's, I just it's, they deserve better. That's simply they, 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 Sabres fans deserve better. I'm glad the Bills are good for their sake. You know sure. what I mean? Yeah. Mac Jones is going to fuck it up this year, though. Like, get ready, Bills. Patriots are back. He said. Are you? Are you? Are you? Are, are you? Try, are you trying let's, to rile them up even more? Because I've already done a let's good job on. of that. Last question for you: <laughs> Who has the better record next year, the Montreal Canadiens or the Ottawa Senators? Ooh. Thomas, you go first. I'll say the Sens. Because I want it to happen. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> I think the Sens are going to be a really fun team to watch. Will they have a better record? I, I don't know. I'll just, I'm just picking a side. But I will guarantee you that I will be more interested in watching them play a random-ass team that means nothing to me than I will watching the Canadians. Mm-hmm. Sens finish fifth. They Sens have fifth. I'd love to see that, man. I would me too. love to see that. Sens finish fifth. Habs finish sixth. Yep. I think the Suns get a better, have the better record. All right. I, uh, God, I, I also, I can't go halves. I hate them too much since. And I mean, on yeah. paper, the right logo, that is, is the correct logo. This Thomas. is actually, this is actually New Haven too. Uh, the New Haven team was a sense. Oh fuck. That's so gross. <laughs> so ugly. No one listening to this knows what's going on right now. <laughs> You're, uh, uh, Ian, you're part of, you're part of, I, I have my notes on the other side of the screen and your part was partly covered. What, what did you just show? I showed a Stanley Cup playoffs 2021 Carolina Hurricanes puck. Gross. My buddy got it for me. Knuckle puck. Ian, are you trying to get Thomas to kill you? Yeah, kind of. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think there's a lot on paper. I think the Habs have a better team. Like, honestly, I think mm-hmm. they have a better team. I think the Sens have a better structure. And I know that's kind of crazy to say, 
Yeah. Because not they really. just extended Pierre Dorian. What the hell's his last name? No, that's right. Uh, I was thinking Pierre Maguire because obviously I thought Pierre Maguire was going to take over that job in a couple of years, but nope, I guess they extended him for, he's doing such a bang up job over there. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think the Sens could really make a good push this year. I'm really excited to watch them. I, think I will say, I will say Eugene Melnick came out, came out the other day and said, we are, we are past the point of the rebuild. We're ready. We're ready to contend this year. And I'm like, okay. He's, He's oh, wrong. okay. But he's, he's, he's wrong, but I love rebuild. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, he's wrong, but I love it. Say yeah. it. No, I, mean, I, think, I think Eugene voice. Melnick is. Da- I think Eugene Melnick is daily cashing in old fashions bets on a daily basis. <laughs> <laughs> I wish my life was like that. <laughs> All right, guys, that is our. There's going to be more. We are going to do right. Like we're going to do a um, a crazy hot takes episode. Or at least a portion I, of it. That was like that was almost like a diet hot takes episode. Yeah, <laughs> but we did talk about doing like an actual hot takes for the season and predictions and stuff. But this is our this is our beer bets. Please mention them throughout the season if you're a listener, so that we can be reminded about our failures as we go. Because I'm very excited. <laughs> By all means, tweet at us and give us other beer bets that you would I like. Need to oh, please, yes, at oh Short Shift Pod, give us your beer bets. Oh, that'd be so fun. Fan we'll, beer bets. We'll, we'll, we'll depend on Andrew to keep track of all these. But sure, I got it. Regardless, I don't give give a fuck. It's, it, whether it's a bar tab or not, I just want to have some beers and watch a hockey game. So. Amen. Yeah. Man, Amen. that's the life, dude. That is the I'm life. so ready. September 26th is our first preseason game, I believe. And then uh, the 17th through the 19th, there is a Buffalo Prospect Challenge. I'm very, very excited about. Is that being streamed? I don't know, but I'm going to find out. It's it's going to be somewhere. I, I'm, I just, I got to go watch it. I, I think I need so. They are. I need, I need it. Holy That's, shit, this was a long episode. Dude, honestly, like these, these episodes are going to get longer and longer as the season goes. God mm-hmm. forbid we record on a losing streak. We're just going to tear this shit apart. Hey, do you remember when you guys named this the short shift pod? Because you were yep. thinking about doing like quick 20 to 30 minute podcasts. Yep. Yeah, and then what happened? Uh, you fucked up. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) All all of this can't be contained in 30 minutes. There's no way. There's no no way. Nothing you could do. uh, We spent 30 minutes just complaining and talking about alcohol, so. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) If we ban talking about the Canes, Habs, and Yotes, then maybe we can keep this under 45 minutes, but. Ah, the Sabres are still in there. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> last year, last year I put a temporary moratorium on talking about Zanero Chara. It lasted one episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we love to talk hockey. We miss it. We love it, and we love like anybody who reacts to it and gets involved. Just God, it's so much fun having the that community fact, is awesome. The facts that we have been able to record an episode every week this off season and fill it to the brim has been incredible. Yep. It has never felt like a chore either. I've been excited about every fucking episode. It's been great. It's been great. And all of the feedback and all of the the, the listeners just climbing up just so quickly. It's we awesome. appreciate every single one of you that listen to this podcast. We love you guys. Just not even just us too. Like a number of BNG pod, podcasts have been putting out a good amount of content, particularly obviously like Mark's. Like he does two hours every week. Every week. Dude's a machine. Dude loves the Bruins, man. He just loves the Bruins. Constant, constant, constant content. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. But, man, this is going to be a fun season. 
Every time I talk to you guys, I actually get more and more excited, and then I have to talk myself out of it. Yeah. We're going to go on a four-game losing streak to start the season, and we're <laughs> the whole We're going to go on a four-game yeah. losing streak to start the season, and we're just going to – and Thomas is going to be like, I fucking hate you both. <laughs> Boys, we had some drinks. We here. talked some hockey. Mm-hmm. The hell of a great time. Those are my empties, so that means I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Good night, boys. I'll see you, boys. <laughs> Later.